Hey everybody, this is Aid. Welcome to the Sunny 16 podcast. This is show number 37 and do you know what? For the life of me, I can't think of anything that that goes with the number 37. Um, uh, so there isn't a, a theme for the numbering this week. Uh, so we are just going to get down to it. And I'm going to say hello to my partner in podcasting crime, <laughs> Graham. How you doing, mate? I'm doing very well, Aid. I'm doing particularly well because just before we started recording, I said I had to go and get a drink. Uh, Aid, guess what drink I have got with me today? Is it fudge vodka? It, you know, it is. It's homemade fudge vodka. <laughs> um, oh, hang on a second. <laughs> it's at home. Mm. <laughs> um, so basically, this is vodka I made with uh, some real cheap, nasty fudge from a corner shop <laughs> and some Smirnoff uh, vodka. So you get that real lovely, sweet uh, fudge taste with a chaser, chaser of paint thinner afterwards. It's, um, yeah, it's good. Do you want me to send you some? Hmm. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's, 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 it, although there is a pun somewhere about cheap shots, isn't there? <laughs> Homemade fudge vodka for this year, this week's cheap shots challenge is to drink Graham's homemade fudge vodka and survive. It's, it's like all of my pictures from my cheap shots camera. It's a little rough. <laughs> Yeah, and the world goes very dark afterwards. <laughs> That's also true. <laughs> okay, so you've be, clearly been uh, uh, exercising your creative skills over the last week, making your own fudge vodka. Um, yeah. it's, it's a bit frightening, actually. Um, I, I'm not quite sure, really, that, that, that I want to talk about that or why. Yeah, have you written a will, though? <laughs> uh, no, not yet. I probably ought to. Right, yes, especially seeing as you know uh, now you've got that electric guitar. That's that's clearly a family heirloom now in your family, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. If, if I don't get brained with it first by somebody who's sick of hearing me very badly practice, well, that is an issue in your house, isn't it? Because the guitar stands gloriously right next to the collection of really large, weighty cameras. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so there are a lot of casual weapons in your in your house. <laughs> Yep, I'm. I'm. So I've got the uh, alternative arsenal for the zombie apocalypse. I'm just going to be going out there, kabonging everything with a guitar and swinging my zenits around. So, um, yeah, I'm ready for when the undead come. Yes, yes. Let's hope they're not Russian undead because they'd probably be quite used to bad vodka and and heavy cameras. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't thought about that. Oh well. Never mind. Right. Shall we talk about something slightly more sensible? Yeah, I have to say it's really good to see that this is a real return to form. Anybody who tuned in last week for their first ever episode will be horribly, horribly disappointed to realise that this is what normality sounds like on the Sunny 16 podcast. Because um, we had a great time last week. I want to say a big thank you to Tina Rowe for joining us last week. It was fantastic having her on, wasn't it, Aid? It was. Uh, uh, it was uh, a real treat. And as you say, somewhat of a departure. <laughs> So, um, you know, it's it's just uh, I'm still uh, I think I said this as we were recording last week, uh, but I'm still slightly in awe of the conversation that you and Tina are having. Um, I I don't um, I just point and shoot, really, or click the button. You know, I I don't have that level of artistic thought uh, available to me that you two seem to have got to in the depth of that conversation. So uh, well done, both of you. That was fantastic. Well, Tina's Tina. It was great to speak to somebody who had a, a quite a different outlook, and also, um, I previous guests on our show have had to deal with some truly terrible attempts at being interviewed from, from us, and particularly from me. And I did try and make an effort to actually spend more time looking and having some questions prepared, which made it a bit easier. Um, but Tina was a great guest, and we will hopefully have some more excellent guests on very soon. I have emails to send to people who I'm very keen to get on because um, there's so many great people out there in the community. And I, as I've said many times before, the great thing about things like Instagram and Twitter and, you know, all the sort of uh, social media sharing images is you get to see people's work and to go, oh, wow. We, we need to speak to that person. So uh, watch this space for more people, hopefully very, very soon. I will look forward to that myself. Um, and uh, it's going to be uh, it's going to be a tough one to beat, though, isn't it? To go after Tina. <laughs> maybe uh, we'll leave it. Maybe we'll leave it for a couple of weeks. <laughs> no, it'd be great. Cause we've, we've had great guests on before. We've uh, and and 
this is the great thing about photography. Everybody's coming at it from a different angle with a different interest. It's such a diverse hobby. And admittedly, Tino is somebody who's doing stuff which we hadn't got anywhere close to covering before. And it's um, I've been sharing some of her work on our Instagram feed this week. Um, so if you don't normally check it out, go and have a look. Cause I've put a few pictures up and I'm going to put a few more up um, before this week's episode comes out. Uh, just how diverse her stuff is. So it really was... Um, yeah, something something totally different to talk about, and it was great. But there are other people out there doing different, but also very interesting stuff. So it'll yeah, be good. absolutely, and it's a a nice counterpart, I think, uh, to talk about uh, now something silly on Kickstarter, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yes. Yeah, we 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 did very well last week. We didn't talk about really gear or. Um, Ah, what's the word I'm grasping for? Materialistic stuff at all. So this week we can get back into it with uh, raising money on Kickstarter and new cameras and stuff like this, because this is something I'm really excited about, which you didn't seem to share my excitement for when I sent you the link, aid. No, no, it, just, it really didn't appeal to me very much, but I can understand why it appealed to you. So why don't you, why don't you tell us what is the Kickstarter of choice for discussion this evening? Okay, well, first of all, I want to say a big thank you to um, Rob Hawthorne, who we've had on before. Um, what's Rob's Instagram handle? Is it Rob? Rob Shoots Shoot? Film. Rob Shoots Film, yes. And he sent me a message on Instagram letting me know about the Jolly Look. Now, well, one, what a lovely name, the Jolly Look. What the Jolly Look is, is a cardboard instant camera. Uh and you, so you can see why this is already ticking boxes for me. Another big tick in its box is it it looks very much like a vintage camera. Um, so, I mean, that kind of really sums it up. This is a cardboard-made camera that looks like one of the old Bellows cameras that sort of fold out. So things like um, the old brownies, the old Bellows brownies from the 1920s. It uses Fuji Instax minifilm um and it was kickstarted when did the kickstarter say i think it was third of february i think it started mm. um yeah how long do they last for because it says it finishes on the third of march so it's got 17 days to go it says yeah i think most of them are about 30 days something like that they were looking for fifteen thousand dollars uh it's currently sitting at two hundred and sixty nine thousand dollars <laughs> So I think it's going to get backed. That's um, that's, a, that's going to buy a lot of cardboard, that isn't it? Two hundred sixty thousand dollars. <laughs> yeah, it is. It really is. it really speaks to the appetite for this stuff. I mean, we know that instant film is one of the biggest selling things on Amazon, certainly, isn't it? Aid in the photographic realm. Oh yeah, I mean, I think uh, if not the. Uh, biggest analog photography product i mean i guess because it partly because it's a consumable that is really fashionable but um uh yeah and you know me i like the instax mini film i think it's great um and certainly i've bought mine off amazon yeah so there clearly is an, an interest out there for this instant film and this um cardboard camera well it looks like a lot of fun it also bizarrely <laughs> almost offers more control than any of the competitors out there because um, although it's very simple, you can actually change the aperture. So the aperture range goes from F8 up to F64 and it has a pinhole setting. You can focus it. Um, so for, for a very basic camera, arguably it has more functionality than your classic Neo does. Um, <laughs> no surprise there then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it looks really nice. It's inexpensive as well. Um, I got on one of the early bird ones. Not there's a huge amount of difference, but I think it's costing me in total, include, including the um, dispatch to where I am, £42. And so $42, I think, $42. And that's including one cartridge of Instax film. So that's, that's pretty cheap because Instax film is what would that be in dollars i I'm guess not, i'm not sure what it is. eight dollars something like that wouldn't it so yeah it's it, about it'd be about seven pound fifty in in the uk um for, for a, a single cartridge 
Yeah. So it's it's a cheap camera. It looks really nice. Um, it's got the image quality. It's, it's, yeah, it's fine. Um, what I find particularly interesting about this, because it's quite easy to look at and go, well, you know, everybody loves Instax. It's very popular with people, very casual photographers and stuff like that. When it was apparent that they smashed through their uh, initial target, they started setting um, stretch goals. Uh, anybody who's ever seen Kickstarter stuff before will be familiar with the idea of stretch goals. That's where they say, well, if we get to this amount of money, we'll do this. And if we get to that amount of money. And they sent out a survey saying, what what stretch goals would you like? They gave, they gave us three stretch goals and said, well, what order would you like these to be um listed in so i think one was a, a strap for it one was a tripod mount and i cannot remember what the third one was i'm sure i can find out um, in just a second is it something um, to waterproof the cardboard <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah regrettably not although that might have been a good idea um but what was that here we go i'll tell you what the third one was oh yeah um a clip-on filter mount so three things and oh, right. okay that could be fun yeah, and what I found interesting was that the the order that it's gone in, and it was the order that I actually put down in, was tripod mount first, then the clip-on filter mount, and last but well, last but least the strap, which clearly indicates that these are not just a group of very casual people going, oh yeah, we just want to go out there. It's like no, we want to have the maximum use we can get out of this, and if it's got a pinhole on there, we want to be able to put it on a tripod and stuff like this. So. Um, it, it it does throw back the idea that this is a, a medium that is really just popular with casual photographers because I think if that was the case, tripod down would probably not be top of their list of priorities. Um, <laughs> well, but anyway, I, so. I I think this is, I think this is great. I have to say I um uh you're right. You I I am interested in this. You said you suggested that I might not be interested in this. I am interested in it. I really am interested. In it. I'm not interested in owning one. <laughs> but when they put yeah when, when they when you just see people with big smiles on their faces with a sort of a manual winder try, winding the instax out through the rollers yeah i mean that I, looks great doesn't it you literally got a hand crank to wind up the instax. It, yeah it's 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 um it's i believe it's positioned on the outside of the box exactly where the winder on a hasselblad is <laughs> <laughs> But I, I think it, it's going to be a huge amount of fun. I mean, you know me; I'm trying to focus this year on photography rather than cameras, if that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. I'm, I'm less concerned about buying new cameras uh, this year, uh, and more concerned about t trying to take more photographs. But um, it, they, you know, I think it's a great little thing, and um, you know, I think it's very, it could be, uh, it could be huge, huge amounts of fun. Um, so I, I look forward to seeing uh what you get out of it yeah i, I it, yeah it's just a bit of fun isn't it i mean that's the thing really and i haven't got on uh, a camera that shoots instax mini so that's my justification <laughs> for all of this um, really you can you can borrow my instax mini 90 if you like oh uh, if only i'd known if only i'd known well well too late now um and the the lead time on this the nice thing with this is that i mean obviously this is kickstarter so things can always slip and slide but the estimated delivery of this um for the first batch is june 2017 so not too long to wait that would be so. cool that would that that's not bad for kickstarters do you do you happen to know what number backer you were because it's showing at the moment there's four and a half thousand backers and i guess not all of those will have bought cameras but i expect that if they are currently um you know about 15 to 20 times more than their original uh intent or their original ask um i suspect they probably got production issues <laughs> Well, I mean, you say that, but I mean, it's a cardboard camera, isn't it? I mean, I, I, I don't know. They, they say they've got all the um, stuff in place and ready to go. So you, you'd imagine that uh, they've, yeah. Uh, but I mean, I, I certainly was one of the earlier ones on there because um, they had a super early bird one, which I missed. And then I was on the second early bird one. Um, no, okay. So, yeah. So I think I was sort of early 200 something like that so yeah. Uh, yeah, it'll get here when it gets yeah. here at the end of the day i can probably live with, you know, a month or two without it if it does turn up late i'm not too worried but it's it's just nice and um 
it, it just feels like it's another one of those things that when you're gauging the temperature of popularity of these things, it's interesting to see how what the response is like to these things. The Kickstarters for photography products tend to do quite well. Um, uh, and especially the analog ones, they've it's rare that you see an analog one that that doesn't get very well supported apart from apart from obviously the new 55 color film last year which was unfortunate but that you are getting into a rarefied group of people shooting large format mm. then with that stuff sadly yes yeah I, I i i'm looking forward to this it occurs to me we haven't spoken much in 2017 about instax film on this podcast and it's good to have something to talk about about instax film i i still love this stuff i still love it i just fell massively out of love with my camera (laughs) (laughs) and so i apart from printing the odd little takeaway for people um i haven't really shot uh, any instax for a little while so if this turns out to be a uh, a fantastic uh little toy then maybe i'll go to one of these couple of backers that have bought 50 of them each um, yeah it clearly are for uh resale i would imagine and so so hopefully um uh, I, I hopefully uh there will be some uh some good stuff uh to to sorry some some good volumes of them hanging around that i'll be able to buy one anyway whew. and in the meantime if anybody knows of any actual good instax cameras i'll be very very happy to hear about them <laughs> You wait, you're going to be so jealous of my jolly look when it turns up. You're going to think, oh, I wish I'd got in on the ground floor with that. Until it rains, definitely. <laughs> Until it rains and it turns into a soggy mess in my pocket, yeah. It never rains in Britain, eh? Do you know this? That's a good point. Um, maybe, yes, maybe I should have thought that through a bit more. Okay, so interesting stuff. Now, on to a, a slightly more traditional uh, film photography product the actually this is one that is also a kickstarter is it still a kickstarter i think it probably is isn't it although they got funded a very very long time ago i am talking of course about uh uh, our italian hopefuls uh film ferrania and their new alpha product yeah this is very exciting you're quite right this is another thing that did start off as a kickstarter um i'm just looking now and this was um when they 2014 so it's we've been a while since we've really seen what's going on from this because this is a fairly ambitious project but yeah back in october 2014 um Ferrania raised uh, $322,420 on Kickstarter, which is not a small amount of money. Although that said, I would imagine in the grand schemes of needing to raise enough money to start a film production at a factory and do all the research necessary and all of that stuff, um, doesn't seem like a large amount of money. Uh, But anyway, here we are three years later and we are finally getting the first uh, film out of there. And this is the Ferrania P30, um, which is a panchromatic film, 80 ASA. Um, it's a limited release at the moment. Uh, it's So it's called P30 Alpha. Um, and they've got some pictures on the website uh, of that people have taken with it. I mean, they all look very nice. It's always hard to judge with these things, though, isn't it? I, I don't know what you feel about these things, Aid, but... Um, it, everybody... it looks great, but it's they're, they're, they are um, they're, they're test shots. They're approved test shots, approved by the manufacturer, <laughs> and uh, they are yeah uh, uh, yes. I would say they pro- I'd say they probably that well, the ones they've chosen are quite contrasty, aren't they? So there's there's a very definite um, uh, I I. I uh, it, it almost looks some of them almost look like they've had a sort of zone system applied to the development of them or the or the scanning of them and because the the blacks are quite black and the whites are quite white aren't they but um it's mm. it's, it's definitely pleasing yeah absolutely I'm, I'm just looking at a portrait now um it's about halfway down by matt mirage um who most people know from the fpp um uh of a model and i mean it's a lovely portrait and as you said, there's really good blacks in there. It, it does seem to handle the tonal range really well. Um, yeah, that that does look really nice. It looks it looks really good. Um, uh, the everybody else's work looks really good to me all the time. Anyway, it looks very nice and fine grain. That's for sure. Um, but um, 
yeah, it's it's exciting. It's it's a low speed film. Um, there are not a huge amount of choices around for that stuff. There's the the Ilford, um, Pan F. What else is there? Can you think of any yeah, other? Yeah, the Ilford is fifty ISO, isn't it? Yeah. Um, I do not. I can't think of much off the top of my head. Although there are plenty of one hundred speed films, of course, and I guess there's not a huge amount of difference between eighty and one hundred. Um, yeah. But uh, it's uh, uh, yeah. Um, I think it it would be. Um, I don't know. It doesn't seem to. It's it's interesting because those like those slower films tend to be, especially the, the especially the Ilford ones. They tend to be quite low in contrast. You get a lot of detail out of it, be it if it's the Pan F50 or whatever it's called, or the Delta 100. They're, I mean, especially the Delta. The Delta, they, they sort of pride uh, themselves with that, don't they? Or, and, and and promote that product as being you know full of detail. You're not going to lose any detail to it being overly contrasty. Um, so it's interesting to see that a slower speed film is actually coming out quite contrasty. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it looks the results look really nice. There's go to the website, um, which is uh, filmferrania.it forward slash p30. Have a look at the results. The um, the pictures are almost universally scratched. Unfortunately, they've all got lines across them, which is apparently due to a pre-production error. Um, but there's, uh, what I like is that there is a good range of people of stars of shots so you can kind of get quite a good idea of how it's going to behave in different locales as a says a lot of contrasty shots um but it has a really nice look there's no uh store up online for this stuff yet um but yeah we, we shall see i mean it, it's an alpha test of this film so it's not going to be perfect yet, I guess, um, but we shall see how it goes through. Uh, if anybody is using this stuff or is planning on using it, I'd love to hear how you're getting on with it. Um, we've got with this coming out and um, the recent announcement of the Burger Burger film coming out <laughs> in the <laughs> imminent future. So sound like Peter Sellers when you do that <laughs> voice. <laughs> I mean, he's the ultimate Frenchman. Uh, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, you know, it's it's a good year for black and white panchromatic films. So uh, I hope that I'll get my hands on at least one of the kinds of them over this year. Um, you know, could try out both of them. Um, but if you have, let us know your experiences with them. Uh, it, it it does say that this is going to be, you know, the best of its kind, the best ultra fine film with high silver content. So we'll see. I mean, it's probably one of these things that is not going to be that well suited to most of what I do, maybe more so for what you do, with your you do more portrait work, obviously. Um could be great for your project going forwards. Yeah, it certainly could lend itself to that. It's it's the right type of film. I mean it has uh yeah uh it has some of the things that I was looking for in choosing a film for my chain reaction project, certainly. Um it's got uh it's got some level of contrast for it. It doesn't come across as overly grainy from what we can see on the website. Um, and, and that is, um, you know, the, the, those are, are two of the reasons I chose Tri-X as the film for that project. So it's, um, yeah, it could, could have, um, it could definitely be a, a candidate for that. Yeah. Well, if you're interested in it, as I said, check out the website. I've just clicked on the shop. Um, it is not open yet, but if you go to the shop, they will soon post a countdown clock. So we're basically, we're waiting for a <laughs> countdown clock. Ugh. This is one thing about the modern age that I'm not a fan of. But it does say sales will begin later this month. Uh, I'm sure that it is going to be at a bit of a um, scrap for film to begin with. There's, I'm sure there will not be enough film to satisfy demand to begin with. So if you're interested, make sure you check in there and sign up for their newsletter and stuff. But yeah, exciting times on the well, film front. Yeah, I, I wish them well. I mean, they clearly have had lots and lots of engineering challenges to overcome. Um, uh, I, I, uh, I was a backer of this uh, as a Kickstarter, actually. Um, I gave them $50 or something like that. Um, and, of course, there, there's there's no sign of me receiving my reward. But, actually, do you know what? If they can pull this off, I don't really care whether I get my $50 back. Yeah. So what, what was your reward you were supposed to get from this? Uh, a couple of rolls of film. So, I mean, but are they? do you get emails from them? I get the uh, the Kickstarter emails because they they because as a backer of the Kickstarter you get um, regular 
uh, emails of updates and stuff like that for what they're doing. So, so, so are they not going to send you some film as, <laughs> as a Kickstarter backer? No, no, this isn't the product. Really? I mean, you kind of feel like maybe at this point they ought to. That seems like it would be a way of saying, hey, look, we realise that it's been three years. <laughs> yeah, it's probably going to be another three years. What was it you backed then? Was it colour film? No, no, it was black and white. Um, but the uh, let's have a quick. I'll just quickly call up the uh, the Kickstarter itself. So uh, does it? Yeah, I'm not logged into it, so it's not going to tell me what I actually bought. But um, something along the lines of uh, two rolls of thirty-five millimeter film, I think. But the thirty-five millimeter film in question uh, is, I think, it's a black and white slide film. Right. Um, da, 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 why kicks out of the budget? Yeah, I mean, there's, there's a lot of stuff that says they were going to ship film rewards in April 2015 on this case. <laughs> Do you know what? I've worked on a lot of client products, projects over the years that have, uh, have gone two years out of um, out of date. So it's I think the thing they're trying to make is a 100 speed black and white film, which I think think might be a slide film i'm not entirely sure um but that's uh yeah so that's that's what they originally went up for um yeah and i, th- I i'm guessing this p30 is something that is there's something they're doing along the way um to uh to to help them you know retain or, or help them continue because they you know it's, it's pretty, pretty tough isn't it i mean the, the the amount of stuff they've had to do is is pretty hard um, and so, um, yeah, I think it's um, uh, hopefully um, it's going to work very well. Ah, here we go. I've just found another bit that says uh, on their FAQ list for the Kickstarter. Where and how do I process this film? Answer: This first batch will be available. Will be able to be processed in standard E6 chemistry. Um, so it's a black and white E6 film. There we go. That sounds great. Uh, I'm. Um, so that's not what they've made, though. That's not what the P30 that, that, is. That, that is not. What, I mean, I'm just. I'm actually looking at the update on their website now, and because I suspect other people may have um, also backed this who listen, um, and it is saying that they have sent an email out to Kickstarter backers, and that 75% of people have opened the mail with a personalised link to a smart form that allows you to choose a reward option, um, and they've had so far 2,100 respo- responses to the smart form. Out of five thousand backers, so if, oh okay. To be honest, to be honest, I don't as... read them. To be honest, I don't read them all because it's just like yeah, blah. At this point, I'm like, well, I don't really expect them to have anything to say other than you know, the, there's another engineering challenge. Yeah. So um, if you are one of the Film Ferrania backers, check your emails. You may well have a smart form within there. Um, they are trying to get this every single backer. This special offer lasts only. Uh, Eight days. Now, this was posted on the 7th of February, which, by my calculations, means that if you're listening to this on Wednesday, you want to do this right now. <laughs> like, right now. Uh, um, okay. Ooh. So, yeah, check check your emails, everybody. Um, this may be too late for this, if not. But, uh, yeah. And you check your email, Aid. Uh, yeah. So when did it come out? 7th of February. Uh, yeah, somewhere around there. Yes. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. What did I get on? I don't know. Here we go. Seventh of February. Blah 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 blah. Uh, oh yeah. Okay. Uh, smart <laughs> form. Oh blah 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 blah. blah. All right. Maybe I better do that then. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I have to deal with, listeners. Uh... Okay, so we're going to take a short break while I read that email and <laughs> and uh, try and figure out in what way I have uh, shot myself in the foot and not in a good photographic way. And <laughs> and we'll come back and talk some more sense. <laughs> Well, there you go. There's a little bit of Sunny 16 admin done. <laughs> um, indeed. Uh, so here's the thing, right? Um, if you have back to Kickstarter and even three years later, um, 
it's probably worth opening the emails uh, to to be fair uh, to Ferrania. Um, I know they're working very hard, but I had actually stopped opening their emails because they they, they were never updates about when they were going to ship my product. Um, turns out one of them was an update <laughs> about some uh, a substitute product. And uh, in the last few minutes, I have completed the survey as advised by my my uh, much better red colleague, Graham. And uh, I have now uh, converted my reward from the original uh, black and white E6 film, uh, which was the subject of the original Kickstarter for Ferrania. And I am now going to be the lucky recipient of a couple of rolls, a 35mm P30. That's very exciting. We'll be able to get first-hand results from this now, Aid. Yeah, so uh, that's cool. Um, I'm guessing it's going to be the uh, the same alpha batch. So uh, so maybe it'll look um, similar to the the stuff they've got on the website, which would be interesting. Anyway, it's it's nice to be part of that Um, uh, three years on. Yeah, it was interesting reading their thing because obviously they are they were trying to encourage people to stick with their original rewards, which are for this slide film which you'd backed, um, and not switch to the P30. But that said, they are two years now past when they'd hoped to deliver, um, and who knows how long it's going to be before that slide film comes out. And whilst I understand that they would rather not give away their roles of film quote unquote free at this point um i i think you're quite sensible going i'll take my film now please the the world may have ended by the time this slide film comes out (laughs) oh come on we're not still doing trump jokes are we (laughs) (laughs) all right let's move on to uh some other things that are not moving very fast (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> how dare you how dare. our personal photography projects um do you know what uh i'm gonna let you go first this week uh tell me graham uh what is your update on the myopic me project i'm feeling really good because i actually have an update this week Woo! Whee! um i as i mentioned i did get that roll of film from january finished by the end of the month and i got it developed last week um oh, after saying i think last time we talked about me developing film my my happiest thought was i've really nailed getting the film clean now and i'm not having that problem with dust everywhere and this roll of film was disgustingly filthy even after trying to clean it and doing everything to it i don't know what i did wrong uh the only thing that i can possibly think that i did differently from usual is that when i was hung up hung up to dry i sort of used my fingers to squeegee it squeegee the water off it which quite a few people do um but i generally don't anyway whatever the reason was this is just a horrible dusty mess so every photo that i want to share is having to go into photoshop elephants and be cosmetically uh enhanced to remove all the dust and as many of the watermarks as possible from it but it's not too bad the the one good thing about the myopic me pictures is that there's no fine details <laughs> to worry about losing in there so that, that's a fair point that's a fair point but just tell me on your your scanner um, does it not have some dust removal capability in the software? It does. My scanner has basic dust removal and this thing called ICE, um, which is supposed to be sort of an advanced dust removal thing. And I have never had much luck with either of them. Um, I found that they can quite drastically lengthen the amount of time it takes to scan the pictures. And it can make for quite a lot larger file size. And also, there have been a few occasions and... This happened in the past when I was scanning in pinhole pictures. So I think any pictures where it's a bit harder for the scan to work out what it's actually looking at, it just turned them into these incredibly pixelated, horrendous messes, which I quite liked, but it obviously wasn't (laughs) what I was looking for. Um, It's the kind of thing which um, Spencer would really approve of, I think. Um, Anybody who has not looked at a story of pieces' work on Instagram lately will perhaps not be up there, but he's been doing some great, uh, what's the word? Um, Oh. I can't think what the word he uses for it, but anyway, it's kind of broken pictures, either through distortion or um, 
yeah there's a word and it's escaping at the moment but anyway check out his stuff it's it's doing some interesting stuff on there at the moment not necessarily with analog stuff but just interesting I, stuff. I know what he's using actually because i've got the um he's using an app called decimate decimate i like that yes, that sounds de- like... d-e-c-i-m-8 um i pl- i played around with this some four or five years ago it's it's a phone app um uh, which does digital glitching um, glitching thank you that was so, the word that was escaping. yeah so if you look at the i'm just looking at his his instagram thing that uh feed now and uh yeah so he's got hashtags for glitch art and stuff like that but he's got the hashtag decimate um uh, it's uh i didn't know it was still around to be honest i haven't used it for four or five years um but that's uh yeah there's some awesome stuff he's got there actually so he's yeah. doing that's a that's a real hybrid workflow right there isn't it i mean he's using uh, a holger <laughs> so i'm looking at one at the moment is a holger with ilford delta 3200 and a red filter and then beyond that he's then taking it into post and and really killing off some pixels yeah and what i because i've sort of mucked around with yeah i suppose when you go into photoshop they've got all these weird filters and stuff like that and you can mess up a photo quite easily but that's not what spencer's doing he's using this these sort of glitch techniques in a very deliberate way um to create very distinctive one-off pieces i i i really like it i really like the stuff he's doing it's not all been film based some of it's been phone shots that he's done um and it's been a mixture there's been all sorts of stuff cityscapes and portraits and all sorts of stuff but um yeah real deliberate glitch art uh with quite stunning results so that's awesome not at all related to what we're talking about but uh well worth looking at anyway yeah i have to get him back on again to fill us in on it soon <laughs> yeah it looks like that particular app has become a bit more sophisticated since i last used it as well so maybe i'll have to download it again anyway yeah uh where were we <laughs> uh my role of filthy filthy film oh right yeah that's right so this was the role of film that i shot through the fuji st605n which was given to me by my mother god bless her and uh, as with the previous one, I shot it on the Agfa Photo Vista, cheap and cheerful film, which, you know what, I am, this is a great film for this subject. I am more than happy with this film for this thing. It's, I like the look it's giving it. I like the fact that it's pound. Um, all of the things are working really well. And um, yeah, it's, it's just proving to be a real perfect film for this. I used two lenses again with this one i started off using the helios uh 35 millimeter and then halfway through i think after we'd talked about my last roll of film where you and most of the people said that oh yeah the ones from the 28 millimeter lens looked good but the other one didn't i thought oh i ought to shoot some of this film on the 28 millimeter lens Hmm. just in case the helios turns out to be another um real dog i have to say though um i don't know whether you've got the probably the best place age if you want to go and look at the pictures is the smug mug link from the um instagram page all right yeah, um, so so on your myopic me instagram page you do have yes the smug mug limp to get the link limp <laughs> yep <laughs> the smug mug link uh to uh get them in in big o vision yeah so i am putting these up uh on the, the myopic me myopic underscore me uh instagram page i've got um i think there's about four or five up there and i'll have the rest of because i committed to putting 14 up and i will indeed put 14 up um and i have to say that i was definitely there are shots on this role that i am pleased with um and i think it's given me a much better idea of what I want to do going forward. Um, I kind of started this off with half an idea of what what I was trying to do. And it really was like, well, I'm going to take these pictures just to try and show what the world looks like. Um, but through some of, I think through some of these images, it's kind of given me an idea, okay, uh, this is, for one thing, I think the pictures on this roll of film that definitely show things more the way I want them to be shown. The the Helios lens I really like. Um, that works great. I think that's probably my favourite one that I've tried to use so far. Uh, the fact that there are pictures of people in there has been great because it's it does show that weird thing of being with people but not being able to see them at all, really. Um, 
there's pictures of my yeah, children good on point. there. Yeah, good point. Um, and it it shows that that thing of like you can there's this kind of distance even when you're really close to somebody that that not being able to see properly puts because you lose an entire layer of communication because you can't you can't make eye contact you can't read facial gestures and all that because you you just can't pick that out um and yeah i i said i i was just in general much more pleased with the not all of the shots some of them are every bit as banal and uninteresting as the first role and i'm sure that will continue going forward but there were a few shots in there which is oh yeah i if i can get a few like that out of every role i'll be happy um yeah there's some good stuff so i it's interesting what you say about the the people thing about not being able to connect with people in quite the same way your eyesight is clearly worse than mine because i i i can although i do miss nuances um in in people's facial expressions and things like that if i if i happen not to be wearing my glasses so mm. that that that's interesting one of the ones that really interests me you could maybe we could talk about this is i don't think this is on the instagram so this is only on the smug mug it seems to have been uh it seems to be a shot at night uh in a pedestrianized shopping area yeah i think this is probably my favorite shot of the film oh okay i got oh that's lucky i chose that one then yeah (laughs) entirely (laughs) unprearranged yeah (laughs) but it it feels it's i mean you you could there's two interpretations well one is that it is very superficial um which is that i like the lights and the patterns and you've got people there who are almost ghostly uh because because all you're seeing is very blurry silhouettes of them and so that's 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 uh you know the, the sort of superficial thing um, this, the second one is a little bit more playful, which is that um, uh, I've been that drunk. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty sure I recognise that street from every Saturday night between the ages 17 and 25. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, you're you're not wrong there. Yeah, that was, I, I, t- I think we'd been to the cinema or something like that. Um, you should probably take your glasses to the cinema. Yeah, yeah, I, I did. I <laughs> you did might be wasting your money if you don't. <laughs> That's true. Um, and yeah, it was just coming out there, and this was just after Christmas. All the Christmas lights were still up, um, and you know, because I'm not too worried about dropping the speed on the camera because you know if there's motion blur in there, it's really the least of my worries. Yeah, good point. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, and that there's two. There's that one. And there's one um, of uh, it's one near the end um, of this sort of garden. It's in the garden, looking through a gate that both had a real, um, almost like dreamlike quality to them. Um, of just that kind of that haze of like this is all a bit unreal, um, which I really liked. Just I don't know. This can you see what I mean, Aid? Of um, it's, uh, I think the third from bottom one. Yeah, no, I, I, I can see it. Yes, um, it's, uh, yeah, it is. It's got a, a, a yes, a, a, a fantastical quality to it, hasn't it? Because you've got, you know, there looks to be what some greenery around the archway, and behind is quite light, and so it's sort of, you know, come, come into the light, come into the light. Yeah, yeah, had a feel to it. Yeah, and I think with the the ones that I'm most pleased with with this are the ones that have have sort of somehow not only captured the the kind of the the separation that comes from just not being able to see the world completely but also kind of just made it feel slightly like the world is just out of sync um there's a shot on there that i took i was parked up in the van and it was pouring down with rain and i just took a picture of some cars coming towards me and again it's just it's completely i mean you're throwing in rain on the windscreen into the mix with car headlights and a completely out of focus picture um and um yeah i said it's it's kind of give me more of an idea of i suppose of what i would like to capture with it um there's, there's plenty of pictures on the roller film which were utterly bland and, and you know and uninteresting but that's not 
surprising at all. And <laughs> I'm sure that they will be. Yeah, but just... you, like, but you still got a you you still got a, a few here, and and as you say, part of it is about understanding what you might like to take. I mean, the, the interesting for me is um is the ones that are about light. Um, it's it's almost in an impressionistic sense. You know, there's there's the one of a, a Christmas tree. There's the one of the street which we were just talking about. You know, with the Christmas lights. Um, that that one of the cars you've just mentioned as well. That's very much about uh yes the light and texture what you're what you're in danger of getting close to here mate is a project that focuses on artificial lighting techniques <laughs> no you know i'm feeling relatively safe that that's not going to happen well no but the ones that are successful are the ones that have got artificial light in them a christmas tree street lights car headlights yeah that's true that's true I mean, and, and, and uh, all the, the the little gateway one that we were talking about is not artificial light but there's a light there is a light element to it so i look at it and i see that the 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 grass is green and then you've got the archway uh, which is also got greenery around it and is is a relatively uh lower level of light than what's behind and through the archway which is overexposed and very bright and you know so what you've got here is a lot of it's going to sound silly to say it, but you know, light play, if that makes any sense. Yeah, the, the yeah. light is playing. Uh, wrong, wrong choice of words, possibly. But yeah, you know, and those are the ones that are coming out successful. Yeah, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. And I mean, it certainly hadn't escaped my attention. I went into Oxford on Saturday night, and I did take my camera with me. Although in the end, I didn't take any pictures because it was really cold, and we were just in a rush to get back. But um, I intend to try and get out and make the most of the fact that it is still quite dark quite early and try and get some more pictures which capitalize on that because i do think you're right they, they do show up well i mean that said there's a picture of um it's actually Sinead, my partner and her son walking away um which is in very flat gray light it was a wet and murky day um and i quite like that one as well just um there's there's lots of texture to it because of the lens um and they sort of stand out against it and i suppose because everything around them is so flat and kind of yellowy gray because everything's cotswold stone around here um they stand out against that so but yeah i, I was... liked that one i liked that one and um, but not for that reason what do you like about it uh and there's another one as well that has the same um feature uh there's some strong lines in it yeah yeah. So there's one that has a, a row of cars parked along the side of a street, I guess. Um, yeah. And that has strong lines in it as well. So what you're not getting, what you're lacking in detail in those, you're making up for at the, uh, at the, the compositional level, if that makes sense. In, yeah. Or at least a comp, a particular compositional technique about you know lines drawing your eye. Um, you know, you've got the those two photographs both have that. It's interesting, isn't it? Because you you you've got you, the maybe it's not just true to say then that it's where the light is at play uh, that are successful. Maybe it's one where you've got to have some strong composition um, or or some level of substitute for detail, be it light or line or maybe texture or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, it's it, anyway. It, it's certainly given me more heart because I think that first roll of film. Uh, looking at the pictures I got from that, and there was there was really uh, you know maybe one or two I looked at and went okay uh, it's it's all right, but there was nothing in there that I looked at and went oh I I actually like this, um, and there's a couple of this that which is not uncommon at all for me. I mean anybody who's listened to this for any length of time will realise that I am probably the least fan of my work of anybody out there, um, but there's a few pictures in this that. Are to my taste, and my taste is um, definitely not necessarily in sync with anybody else's. I mean, I, I wouldn't want anyone to get the impression that these are pictures which anybody else in their right mind would look at and go, "Oh, that's a nice picture." I mean, it's <laughs> very nice saying, "Oh, that's an interesting picture," but I mean, these are blurry, random, shapeless blobs for the most part. I think that's about right, wouldn't you say? <laughs> yeah, they're a bit better than that. <laughs> <laughs> they really are um but uh yeah it, it's definitely given it, it's given me more enthusiasm to go forward with it um and i i have an idea of kind of what i'm looking for um 
and w- what kind of content I want to do. And also, I'm just really pleased with that Helios lens. That, that I really like the look with that. Um, so this is it, good news then. This is yeah, so, so this is successful. I mean, on a number of levels. Firstly, at a most basic level, it's good to have an update from you on your project. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, and secondly, um, to make you look even better, I don't <laughs> have yeah, an update well, on my project. For the first time this year, so, so you know, I can let you off. So uh, you know, I, I, you know, you are the man. <laughs> uh, but the uh, I think you know I think there's 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 the process is working for your for your project you are you're you're talking in a thoughtful way you're exploring ideas you're you're analyzing the results and i think that's part of what you were hoping to achieve wasn't it you know and so you know for me i think you know, it may you may you may not be getting yet the uh output that you want to shout about um uh but your the process is starting to work in your favor and it's giving you guidance yeah absolutely and i think you know after our conversation with tina last week uh, and thinking about the things that she was saying that certainly helped with that you know we were talking about the pinhole work that she was doing that she was well, taking pinhole pictures in restaurants and that you know you were seeing things over a very long time span and everything was blurred out and people were disappearing and all the stuff like that and it how it changes the way you see the the world relating to each other and i think um that that sort of made me think about that a bit more as well and whether there's an opportunity to explore that kind of stuff i think who um i'm trying to remember who it was Uh, i can't off the top of my head remember but somebody suggested that um i should try using uh this setup to do some long exposure stuff with the um the helios lens given its fantastic bokeh full i mean that's pretty pretty good bokeh on there isn't that that one shot in particular has got some pretty good bokeh on there. <laughs> i mean that's all there is there for boy is it there um so i might try doing some long exposure stuff see how that comes out because why not it's all good fun yeah absolutely okay right well we'll look uh, i guess um, you know, we are recording partway into February now, so you've had your first month and you've uh, published a bunch of photos on the, on the SmugMug page, if if not all of them yet, on Instagram. So, yeah, well done, mate. Successful first month. In fact, I think, you yeah, know, patting ourselves on the back, uh, a successful first month for both of us. Yeah, we haven't given up yet. I think that definitely counts as a success. <laughs> OK, I'm pretty sure I did better than just not giving up but okay <laughs> it's very binary for me if, if i haven't given up success if i have given up fail the end okay fair enough right then let's move on to something else that we're being enormously successful with at the moment um uh, uh but uh, definitely in the sort of planning stages still <laughs> All right, let's not lie. Uh, there's not a lot of update here for the Cheap Shots Challenge, is there? Have you, um, just to recap for, for listeners, the theme this round for Cheap Shots Challenge is events. So you need to take your Cheap Shots ca- Challenge camera. God, that's a difficult one to say. Cheap, <laughs> your, your, take your cheap cameras to an event and take some photographs and share them with us. Um, I haven't chosen an event yet. Have you? No, I haven't. Well, it's Valentine's Day tomorrow. I mean, that would class as an event, right? Valentine's Day. So maybe try and get some shots around that. I don't know quite what of yet, but, um, you know, it's a thought at least. I have definitely decided I'm going to go with colour film this time because whatever event it's going to be, I think colour film will be the thing. So I'm going to shove some colour film in my camera. Um, and following on from your suggestions, I think if, if as it is highly likely, Valentine's Day doesn't pan out as a good place to take photographs. <laughs> Probably um, not, but... Yeah. I like the idea of the markets. You suggest about maybe going to a market. There are a few of those locally, so that might be a good one to go for. You berated um, me for that. I suggested markets and suggested that you know car boot sales were good events with lots of interesting things, and you just said, no, no, you're a complete idiot. They don't do car boots at this time of year. If you leave right, it you long enough, complete, they will do. Yeah, like. You're a complete idiot. They don't do car boot sales at this time of year. But they do do markets, so I'll, I could go to the market. That that might work. Um but uh, yeah, so I haven't haven't taken any pictures yet because it's one of those ones where you're either at an event or you're not, and I haven't been to anything yet. Um, but still, I'm I'm definitely going to aim to get some shots 
before the end of this month we will let it run longer than the end of this month probably go for about six weeks again so aim for the middle of march when's easter this year oh i know this because i had to work out the school holidays uh it's about easter sunday's about the 15th of april somewhere around there oh well that's no good at all then when's mother's day this year <laughs> That's yeah, Mother's right. Day is usually in March, isn't it? Because it's usually it's usually uh, a little bit before my birthday, so it's all second half of March. Gotcha. Well, there you go. There's a couple of possibilities. Maybe maybe Mother's Day, but um, yeah. So, uh, everybody, keep an eye out. I don't think we've seen anything as yet with people sharing pictures, but that's as I said not surprising. I think it's a bit. It's a tricky one. I think this event one is going to be one of the hardest ones yet because uh, people are either going to have an event coming up or they aren't. And if they aren't, it's going to be real tough for them. But, you know, good luck, guys. Um, get your cameras out there. Get your roll of film in there. And let's let's get some event pictures and get them shared up with the Cheap Shots Challenge hashtag and or on our Flickr group. And um, let's see you doing, as always, better than us with it. Yeah, that'd be good. I just had a, lo- a last late-minute thought to finish that little segment. Um uh quick message out to cole miller cole if you've got any weddings going on um and you need a second shooter who can shoot an automatic 110 camera (laughs) then (laughs) then i'm your man (laughs) that sounds good you can do all the main portraits with it (laughs) okay moving on It's that time again, ladles and jelly spoons. Uh, it's time for shout outs. And, um, you know, who'd have thought it? Uh, I believe, Graham, you have some iTunes shout outs for us. I certainly do. Uh, I actually, not one, not two, but I have three iTunes shout outs, which is phenomenal. This is breaking all records. Uh, I'm pretty sure that soon we'll be knocking um, the, you know, Whatever the current top spot off the iTunes chart is, uh, it can't still be serial. There must be something else by now. But, um, yeah, I'm sure pretty soon that'll be us, for sure. Um, <laughs> I want to say a very big thank you to, in the UK, uh, Western30, who left us a review on the iTunes. Thank you so much. Um, it's actually proven harder for us to get any reviews in the uh, UK iTunes store than anywhere else. Well, not anywhere else, but certainly than in the States. So thank you very much, and thank you for checking out the show show uh over in the states i want to say a big thank you to um the unreal mccoy for his very nice review everybody's left us really nice flattering reviews aid i would strongly recommend you take the next time you're feeling low go and look at our itunes reviews because people write really nice things and it's um very kind uh i think that might be insane but thank you very much for <laughs> so yeah well actually western 30 we get a shout out to, so this is this is a chap who uh i talk with on twitter occasionally i've just made the link so this is this is martin uh from twitter uh from the uk um he is our keenest listener i think because he usually posts uh, thoughts on uh, each episode by about nine o'clock on a Wednesday morning in the UK, uh, which uh, is, is pretty much means he listens to it as soon as he gets up. <laughs> I would imagine his thoughts this week are going to be, mm, must try harder. <laughs> well, possibly, but, you know, he gets a shout out as well. Does he say, hey, Martin, thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you very much. Um, and one last iTunes shout out, again, on the American store. It to. I'm not quite sure. This this seems like some. I think it might be a robot. But either way, to E zero zero I three. Thank you very much again for a really lovely, thoughtful um, iTunes interview on there. It, it's really appreciated. Uh, I know we always say that it helps us on the iTunes store. To be honest. I don't think anything can help us on the iTunes store. Our our podcast appears to be thoroughly iTunes proof, um, but it really is a just a lovely thing for us to read. It really makes me feel really good to read it, um, and just to know that there are people out there enjoying it. The other way that you can let us know that you're enjoying the show is just by sending us a message on Instagram or email or 
through whatever social media that isn't Facebook. Can, for some reason, Eddie, <laughs> Alex sent me um, Alex Purcell. Which, which or, Alex? Yeah, we got uh, Alex, two. A grainy blur on his head. Sent me a message on Facebook. What's he, what are you trying to do, dude? Seriously, I mean, it looked like it was probably a really useful message, but I haven't got around to reading it because it's on Facebook. Um, <laughs> but but any, but um, so I also want to say a shout out to a couple of people who have just left comments or sent me messages to say they started listening so the first one is uh on instagram at this is jella as uh, well which is spelled this is g-e-l-a underscore s um who is our second confirmed canadian listener that's two i mean Canada seems like a really big place to only have two listeners in it but still two uh as I said to her on uh, Instagram, it's going to take us a while, but eventually we're going to have enough for a hockey team. So we, you know, we've got to keep chipping away at it. Um, but thank you very much for checking us out. Um, yeah, I don't know what percentage of the population in Canada is, but that's probably a small chunk. Well, it'll um, probably go down if you keep calling them Canada as well. <laughs> Try and be nice. Long, Try and be nice as as... and respectful and actually talk, talk about people's countries in, in, a, in a respectful way. At the moment, as long as I don't call Canadians Americans, I think they'll be quite happy. <laughs> and uh, last, but by no means least, we can put another pin on our map, Aid, because we've got um, a listener in Holland. Uh, so oh, this right, is you are. That's good. At Dan Blom, which is D-A-A-N-B-L-O-M, and he lives over in Leiden. Um, I was having a look at Dan's feed, actually, or Dan's feed, Um Really nice, lots of really elegant black and white stuff in the city and around. But uh, yeah, I really like his stuff. Lovely composition. Actually, on um, this is Jealous feed. Also well worth a look. Um, some fun pictures of cameras, but also she's obviously a bit of a, a globe trotter because there's pictures from Cuba and all sorts of fun places. Actually, that's where Tina is this week. She's off, gone off to Cuba. So if you are following um, at Tina Roro now, you'll see some great pictures from Cuba, which looks like an amazing country to be in. Um, if you aren't yet following at Tina Roro, sort it out. <laughs> Did you not listen to last week's podcast? She's somebody you should be paying attention to, not us. Um but yeah, anyway, thank you very much to all those people and to everybody else who has given us feedback. Got lots of nice feedback on last week's show from people saying they really enjoyed hearing what Tina had to say. And um, that was great. And as I said, we're looking forward to having more people on very soon. Um, it's always great hearing from and chatting to people on all of the social medias. You guys are great and you are the reason we are still <laughs> doing this. Despite what you this. just said about Facebook. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I mean, you know. Hey, listen, I'm sure the people who are using Facebook are great. It's just, you know, face, Facebook. Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, well, they're okay. They're, no, so, okay, so here we have a thing, right, which is that uh, our Instagram account currently, as we record, has 494 followers. Um, is it fair to say, Graham, that uh, our, our 500th follower, if we are able to identify them, will receive a free camera in the post from you? <laughs> you know, given the incredibly fluid nature of Instagram followers, regrettably, that just wouldn't be even practical. Because although it was, was it 494 when we looked before we sat down, by this point, it may be 460 again, because the number of people who <laughs> follow and then unfollow make it an incredibly dynamic environment for um, keeping it. Um, so no, so the answer is no, then, is it? <laughs> the answer would have to be a no on that. But uh, yeah, my undying love and respect will obviously go there, but... How, how you will you get... express this undying love and respect? Will you take the piss out of them? <laughs> well, there's a reasonable chance. There's a reasonable chance I will will mock them. But anybody, any listen, if you if, if you find yourself, this seems highly unlikely. If you find yourself clicking to follow our account and then discover that you are the five hundred, message me, say, hey, look, I'm the 500th follower. And at the very least, we will give you a shout out and praise you to the eyeballs. I, I, you know, what? I'll even let Aid do the praising so he doesn't do it in an old terribly backhanded way. <laughs> well, OK, folks, that's as good as the prizes get on this podcast. <laughs> I could send you a, a shot of my homemade fudge vodka in a plastic bag if you want. <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> 
All right, that's about it. This show is disintegrating fast. Uh, so let's close it out in an orderly fashion while we still have the opportunity. Uh, you can contact us at Sunny16Podcast. Uh, not on Facebook, of course, um, but on Instagram, Twitter and Flickr and Gmail. Uh, we would like to say thank you to Chris at Pixelated Photographer for tech support and for hosting uh, the podcast. We would like to say thank you to Bill Owens uh, for the show notes. And we would like to say thank you to Kevin McLeod. Uh, we haven't mentioned Kevin's full details recently. Uh, Kevin runs a website called Incompetech.com where you can get music of all different delightful kinds under a Creative Commons license. Um Whilst we, we often say when we actually give Kev full credit that actually uh, you could lose yourself for hours in there and that is definitely true and it's probably about time that I did that to get us some uh, some interesting tunes out. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Please everybody go to incompetech.com and uh, just wallow in the joy that is the music collected there. Uh, having said that, I think we're done and we will see you next week uh, possibly with some actual photography project updates uh, from me uh, hopefully some more from Graham because it's uh, it's nice to get them and uh, who knows maybe we'll be able to talk about some guests that are coming on in the near future uh, thank you for listening and goodbye bye That was a nice lowbrow counterpart to last week's highbrow show. Well, you know, uh, you have to keep them wanting more, don't you? <laughs> <laughs>